Should I become president, I will not risk American lives by permitting any other nation to drag us into the wrong war at the wrong place at the wrong time through an unwise commitment that is unwise militarily, unnecessary to our security, and unsupported by our allies. John F. Kennedy MACV Headquarters, 137 Pasteur Street, Saigon Major General Victor H. Krulak, a special assistant for counterinsurgency for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, looked around the smoky room with distaste. He noted that the sole Vietnamese present, Madame Nu, President Diem's sister-in-law, was smoking cigarette after cigarette, indicating how nervous she felt. That was surprising. The Dragon Lady normally exuded confidence. Madame Nu's brother-in-law, Diem, had been appointed Prime Minister of Vietnam by her mother's distant cousin, Emperor Bao Dai, after the French had been defeated at the Battle of Dien Bien Phu. When French Indochina was dissolved, Diem was left in control of South Vietnam and became president. She was regarded as the First Lady of South Vietnam, her mother, a former beauty queen, was South Vietnam's observer at the United Nations, and two of her uncles were cabinet ministers. She said Diem and Nu would have invented the word nepotism if it hadn't been invented. So why was she so nervous? Certainly not with the company present. Colonel Ted Sarong, a guerrilla warfare expert who headed the Australian training mission in South Vietnam, General Harkins, the Supreme Commander in Vietnam, and American Ambassador Nolting were all giving optimistic reports about the conduct of the war. If they were to be believed, they were winning. It certainly wasn't a clear picture, but CIA-led actions that included organizing the mountain yards into fighting units had done well. The Australian Colonel Sarong had reported that the big success story in Vietnam was the Strategic Hamlet program, and this story has not yet been fully told. It was clear for everyone to see that offensive operations against the Viet Cong were widespread and were growing steadily in intensity. True, the Communists were infiltrating men into the South at an alarming rate. CIA estimated over 500 a month. Though Krulak had seen intelligence that put the figure higher, much higher. Some said that the monthly infiltration average was closer to 1,500 men. Chinese heavy weapons, including recoilless rifles and 50 caliber machine guns, were popping up throughout the country. Some of this ordnance had been carried overland through Laos, while other weaponry had been moved either by sea or other routes to South Vietnam through Cambodia. So it was a mixed picture, but not one to be especially concerned about. Even the Arvin, shocked after the disastrous action at Op Bac, were regrouping and beginning to show a more aggressive fighting posture that was showing results. No, there was something else. D.M., her brother-in-law, of course. A Catholic, there'd been a great deal of publicity describing how D.M.'s brutal treatment of the majority Buddhist population had caused the latest outrage. Quang Duc, a 73-year-old Buddhist monk, had set fire to himself in the street by the Ha Loi Pagoda. 
The newsmen, alerted by Buddhists, covered the event in lurid detail, sending reports and film of the suicide for the world to see. Many of the Vietnamese military were Buddhist, in fact, the overwhelming majority, in spite of Diem appointing Catholics to the most senior positions. If Diem fell, of course, Madame Nu, the Dragon Lady, would fall with him. Ambassador Nolting was on record as being vigorously opposed to the Americans becoming involved in any plot to oust the South Vietnamese leadership.